Today's reading um, is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 18 to 30. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left all we had to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, No one who has left home or wife or brothers or sisters, or parents, or children, for the sake of the kingdom of God, will fail to receive many times as much in this age, and in the age to come, eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Andrew, for doing a great introduction on my behalf. Uh, God bless you. I know this is not usual, but I'd just like you to do something for me. Turn to your neighbor, greet him or her, tell him Jesus loves you so much, wants you to be in his kingdom. Thank you. Two friends who were very sick, they went to a doctor to find cure. The doctor diagnosed them and find that they had tuberculosis. He prescribed medication for them, but before letting them go, he gave them conditions that if they wanted to be fully healed and enjoy life, they should sacrifice their drinking and smoking for six months because both of them were alcoholic and they smoked heavily. 
One of them obeyed the doctor's advice, and the other ignored. And after some time, he died. The one who sacrificed his drinking and smoking lived to see through his journey of recovery to a healthy person. It's difficult to sacrifice the things that we hold dearly. Christians and non-Christians all want life. No one wants to die. Everyone wants eternal life. I have never come across anyone who will say he wants to go to hell. And today we are faced with such kind of, of a person who wanted life and he ran to Jesus. And this brings me to the theme of today. We can only enter to the kingdom if God changes our value to see that it is worth it. Because one, God's kingdom is for those who follow Jesus, whatever the cost. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem when a certain ruler came to him and asked, what must I do to enter your kingdom? He asked the right question to the right person, Jesus, because only Jesus could guarantee him eternal life. The rich man naturally thought in terms of moral laws or religious deeds that would guarantee him eternal or entry to the kingdom, which stand in contrast to Jesus' teaching that a man must receive the kingdom as a gift from God in his helplessness state. When you read Luke 18:17, it says, Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not receive it. Why do you call me good, Jesus asked. Jesus was not denying that he was good, but he was challenging the man to think about God so that he could turn his attention from himself and from Jesus, who he thought was just a mere good teacher, and think about God's absolute goodness. And if he does that, he will realize that no one is good except God alone. Therefore, it is not proper to address him as a good teacher until he was ready to acknowledge that Jesus is God, as Peter had done in Luke 9, verse 20, when he realized that God is the Messiah. Here, Jesus redirects the man's unparalleled use of good teacher to serve as a reminder that God's opinion is the one that counts, and hence he points him to the Torah. Jesus did not ask him about the first commandment. Instead, he asked him he listed six commands from the second table of the law that focused on man's actual lifestyle. The man was so confident that he answered, I have kept all this 
rich man said, he had never once broken any of the law. But Jesus lovingly broke this man's pride with a challenge that answered his own question. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. This challenge exposed the barrier that could keep this ruler out of the kingdom, his love for money. Money represented his pride, accomplishment, and self-effort. Ironically, his attitude made him unable to keep the first command that Jesus did not mention in Luke 18.20. You shall have no other God before me. That is in Exodus 23. The ruler did not love God as he with all his heart as he had presumed, and therefore he needed to repent. Because wealth was his God, his idol, and if he could not give it away, he would be violating the first and the greatest command. The man needed to adjust towards his wealth and depend totally on God's providence only then could he submit to the invitation of our Lord. That is true to us too. Anything that hinders us, anything that we put before God is a stumbling block for our lives to see how merciful he is in our lives and we need to give it to Jesus so that he can take it. The man became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. Luke noticed his expression, his emotion response, very sorrowful. When he had Jesus' radical call to discipleship, he said, I cannot do that. I cannot make that sacrifice. By putting his treasure in heaven and following Jesus along the road of self, selfishness and service to others, the man could be assured of his eternal destiny. Because he did not understand that he would be even more secure if he followed Jesus than he was with all his wealth. Brothers and sisters, it is possible for us to see our lives in the light of the kingdom and following Jesus whatever the cost. If we are ready to give up what hinders us in our lives to become disciples of Jesus Christ. This brings me to the second point. We can only enter to the kingdom if God changes our values so that we can see that it's worth it because sacrificial discipleship is only possible when God enables us. Luke 18, 24 to 27. Jesus said, how hard it is for the rich man to enter the kingdom of God. His spiritual blindness could not allow him to trust God. 
because he could physically see his wealth and his possession, but he could not see how empty, how worthless it all was compared to the heavenly treasure that are on offer in Jesus. That he will be secure in God's kingdom than he was with his possession here on earth. Jesus' analogy of the camel and the eye of the needle is a deliberate image simply to emphasize the impossibility of the rich being saved without divine help. This applies to the poor as well. For those who had act, who can be saved, the shock was because they thought the wealth of the people of the first century was a sign of God's favor. And if people who had earned God's favor could not enter the kingdom, they wondered how much harder it would be for those who lack this sign. Jesus answered their dilemma of who can be saved by the promise of divine help. What is impossible with man is possible with God. Brothers and sisters, the human situation is not hopeless because of God's power. Yes, we cannot save ourselves, but God can, and therefore the demand of discipleship is the same and will remain the same. What we need is to come to God with humility and penitence. We acknowledge that we are sinners in God's sight, that even our best efforts are useless so far as gaining acceptance by God is concerned. We need to remember that we must depend upon God as little children relies upon his parent for everything. For only God can open our eyes for spiritual truth and make it possible for us to see our lives in the light of the kingdom and follow Jesus whatever the cost. That brings me to the third point. We can only enter the kingdom if God changes our values so that we can see it's worth it because whatever the cost, it's worth it in this life and the next. Luke 18, 28 to 30. The disciple reacted to Jesus' statement. Peter speaks up. We had already made that sacrifice that the rich man could not make. The disciples had already accepted Jesus' challenge to follow him in discipleship. So they wanted to know, are we in the kingdom? Jesus' promise for the disciple is that a person who leaves home, land, family, for the sake of the kingdom can expect now in this life to enjoy fellowship with other believers. He will find welcome in the house and the land of Christian friends and in the future eternal life. brothers and sisters. 
This is true. This promise is true. It has happened in my life. I am a testimony of it. I left my family back in Kenya and I came here to the land of UK. God has been faithful to his promise. For he has given me a new family which I'm proud of. Given me a house to live in. Has given me food to eat and many friends and others are on the way coming. Because God's put a special bond in the lives of believers that this promise comes true. Those who want to enter in the kingdom of God in the future must be ready to sacrifice to the kingdom in the present. For it is possible for us to enter and to see our lives in the light of the kingdom and follow Jesus, whatever the cost. Eternal life is the most valuable gift that a person can possess. Every other thing is a sinking sand. May God encourage us that we may see the importance of being a disciple of Jesus today so that in the future we may have this gift that God has promised unto us. Let us pray. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that I will not boast in anything, no gift, no power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection. Why, why should I gain from his reward? I cannot give an answer, but this I know with all my heart, his wonders have paid my ransom. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Be blessed.